the knee-jerk response is, oh my gosh, I have to get back to work. I'm going to go find a similar job function in a similar industry. That is the knee-jerk response. And sometimes that's the right answer. Sometimes you really like what you do and you have depth of knowledge in the industry and it's valuable and you're great. You should take that next step, but that's not the only next step. Hello, and welcome to the Helping Organizations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. I'm pleased to say that this podcast is brought to you in association with Lodge Court, who are experts in HR support. Are you worrying about employee performance, absences, and leave? Are you struggling with attracting and retaining the best talent for your business? I personally know the people at Lodge Court, and they can support you with every people issue you may face. So focus on what you do best and let Logical deliver your HR support as an extension of your business with a tailored, flexible monthly routine package that is right for you and your people. Please do enjoy the episode. Welcome to Helping Organizations Thrive. Uh, I have the pleasure of Catherine Morgan on the show today. Um, hello to you, Catherine. Hello, Julian. Good to see you. Uh, you are an award-winning career transition expert, and you founded your company, Point A to Point B Transitions, back in 2010. Um, you are the author of two books. One's called Relaunch You, Discovering Your Point B and Embracing Possibility. And the other, which is your latest book, this is this is called, called This Isn't Working, Evolving the Way We Work to Decre- Decrease Stress, Anxiety, and Depression. And today we're going to be exploring um about getting back on track when your career has been derailed and that could be whether that's looking after somebody a sick parent it could be you've just been fired you've just been laid off uh, whatever that might be and we're just going to explore that but before we go there uh, Catherine I'd love to ask you what do you love about what you do I love watching somebody who has come to me in a state of uncertainty at the best and complete breakdown at the worst and helping them figure out what their right next step and map a path and move forward, basically helping them see possibility when they don't believe any are possible. And when did you realize that you loved that and had this sort of talent for helping people, I guess, see those possibilities where they just couldn't see it for themselves? Well, it's funny. I've been helping people with resumes and interview question coaching and things like that for over 20 years, really 30, but I don't like to mention that number. And when I was looking to start my own business uh, at my last corporate job, when I knew I needed to take a next step, the coach I was working with suggested that I could get paid for all this job search stuff that I was doing for free for Colin colleagues and family and friends. And I said, what? I can get paid for this? (laughs) So it wasn't even my idea. But when I um, started the business and started working with clients, and I was really able to dive in and be helpful, the emotional and psychological payback of that was just stunning to me. Fantastic. And that's great. You've been doing that for a number of years now. Um, And we're talking about when people get sort of derailed in their sort of their career, uh, and we're aware, obviously, you know, sort of around the world of certainly the tech giants uh, of laying off thousands of people. And you may be in that situation right now that you've just been laid off. And um, and that could be quite a shock and that would be quite tough. Uh, or I guess another scenario could be you have to sort of look after somebody who might be a sick parent, which would become quite challenging. Um, 
there's, there's many scenarios and and I just I suppose I suppose ask the question how do we in the first instance deal with that because you know a lot of those situations become very emotionally charged and sometimes that's as much as that's a reality it's not always helpful in the first instance so what do we do when we get that that call or that you know going into a room and giving a, a notice of that's it i mean it's horrible isn't it it's it's the worst and i have been laid off three times in four years that's one of my why i get up in the morning and do this work stories so i have this t-shirt i have been through the, the tumultuous emotional roller coaster of being laid off and having to get back to work and then being laid off again. The last job I had, I loved. And it was a 90-year-old company that went out of business in six weeks after my 40th birthday. And it was broke, literally broke my heart. So I have learned a lot from my personal experience and working with clients. Part of what you have to do is acknowledge the emotional fallout that you will inevitably experience from this. You will be angry. You will be shocked. You may be thrilled and elated if you've been in a terrible situation for a long time or layoffs were threatened for a while and all of a sudden your number came up and you're like, okay, it's done. You may feel relieved. If you've been a road warrior who's been running around with your hair on fire and you get to reconnect with your kids or your partner or your pets or your workout routine, you may be like, this is amazing. I haven't slept this well in a while. So you're going to experience every emotion on the spectrum. Let's normalize that and be gentle with yourself. Self-care is important. Um, what I'd advise against is jumping immediately into job search till you sort of sorted through where you are with yourself, with a friend, with a therapist, with a coach, whoever you know you need to talk to 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 untangle this, and then start working on your resume and your LinkedIn profile and getting back because you need to know what you need to talk around. If you're, uh, I could not interview after I was laid off from my last company. I would puddle up. And I just couldn't even tell the story. You could see the emotion. I wasn't going to interview well, no matter how competent I was. I needed to process that first. So going back to that emotional piece and that you, the expression, the, the emotions you shared there, it was very much that whole sort of almost that change curve where you get that shock, you get that sense of anger, you get the sense of depression, the whole host of moving that through. How shall we, how do we, internally manage that what's the best way because some people take takes longer than others and as you say some people might be even elated at the fact that they've got an opportunity out of this but actually there's still a a thing to think through that even though you might be excited that still may make not think very clearly about the next step so how do we sort of manage that emotion but still run it through because i think it's important to to express it and to know it and, and feel it but how do we sort of manage through so we get to that stage where we get start thinking what next yeah different people process things differently journaling can be incredibly helpful doing a uh clear what i call a clearing ritual as a 
write down everything that you're feeling about this situation, the good, the bad, the ugly, the temper fit of like a three-year-old, those stupid jerks. I can't believe I gave them the best years of my life. I was there for, I didn't miss my kid's birthday party because I was helping you with your whatever things there, write it, write it, write it, write it. And Spend a couple days doing this because there's more and more and more. But at a certain point, there isn't anything left. And then go outside and burn it and draw sort of a line in the sand. That was then. This is now. Yeah, it's going to come back occasionally, sort of like acid reflux. You get just a little, and you feel, uh. But uh, then you can start to move on a little clearer because you just you you won't interview well until you process this for a while. Um, you're going to come off as passive aggressive or defensive, or if your self-esteem took a hit, if you've been in an organization for a long time, you may feel like, I'm not sure if I can be successful in another organization, or if you know your last boss sort of did a tap dance on your head, but previously you'd been doing very well, you might think, well, Maybe I was only able to be successful with that management team and the next management. I mean, we tell ourselves very unhelpful things during job search. So it's a good idea to acknowledge them and not let them run the show. Because a, a huge amount of vulnerability comes with it, doesn't it? Because we've just had that, whether that's a security, whether that's a positive uh, or a self-confidence or even a small confidence in, in a role you're suddenly now out on your own. You're not attached to an organization. You're not part of a tribe. You're not part of anything. And you can feel incredibly vulnerable. And um, and when we're feeling vulnerable, we can our behaviors can be a little bit, um, whether that's desperate or we can appear a little bit anxious and just unsure and we don't always make. So when we, I suppose, how do we get to that point where we, we can then see this as a, almost a, like a stepping stone to next something next. And that sounds very trite. It sounds very cliche, but that's how we've got to get to really. It's almost like this is another stepping stone for something else and start seeing those opportunities. And how do we start to, I guess, navigate what what, what the next step is really? Because it's not always a, another job, is it? It's that there's not it's always not. It may be you want to take some time back and freelance, or maybe you had a really bad business breakup and you need what I jokingly call a palate cleanser job. You know, the sorbet they serve you in the middle of a big meal to clear your palate. You may have committed so much to that previous employer that you have commitment phobia to go commit full-time to another organization or it triggers them a stress response or even trauma for you. So you may have to do something in the middle to something you in your genius zone, something you can do, brings a little money in and gives you something to do, but it's not going to be the politics or the investment. And I've had a bunch of clients come up into my practice with that, especially when they come out of toxic work environments, they often need something in the middle before they can get their next quote unquote real job. So, so that's one thing, but I want to tag on to something you said, Julian, cause it's really important. Um, when I started my practice in 2010, there was a gender divide between who was more impacted and now there isn't between self-esteem and personal identity and your work. So when you, if you 
have a lot of um, your identity wrapped up in your work, being let go or not having your work, not being able to introduce yourself as such and such title at such and such organization, you can feel completely untethered and want to self-isolate because social situations, you don't know what to say and you feel a little sticky about being in career transition and you're still stinging from the layoff or you don't want to talk about the layoff or, you know, whatever your, your thing is. I, we have to call that out. And it's, there is no gender divide now. I get it equally from men and women, um, especially people you know, who've had senior management jobs, they honestly do not know who they are. Even though they're the same person, they're, you know, maybe a sister or a mom or a partner or, you know, on this board of directors, all these other things, but their job, their identity is just mm. tied so strongly to their job. And I think it's, it stems from when you introduce yourself, isn't it, to places or people say, what do you do? And you go, oh, I'm a commercial director of blah 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 or whatever you may be and that's your identity and then as soon as you're you're not that then or who are you i've lost something and and it it hits the sort of self-worth piece so i guess how do we because obviously your title what your job does is i'm not saying it's not your identity but it has an element of who you are because you're expressing your your purpose so i think there's an element of yeah it's a piece for sure but it's not all encompassing there's more to you than just what you do for a living yeah no so 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 how do we you know take that opportunity or even people now listen to this right now who are in a role and feel crumbs if i lost my job I, i i don't know what i'd do and who i'd be anymore how do we sort of embed an identity that's not just solely your job, your company work for, your title? What's been your experience with working with clients? Well, there's uh, something that's used in the coaching profession. Everybody has some version of it, of the wheel of life, where your life is composed of different slices. So you would have your career, your finances, your social life, your family, you know, health and wellness, however you wanted to segment that up. And just to get somebody out of the mindset that I am only my, my job is to have them look at their whole life and where it is now. Aspects of your life may be significantly better. If you were powering through at work and not taking care of yourself, all of a sudden taking your care of yourself and getting some sleep and connecting with friends or family may feel really good. You're like, oh, actually, you know, some parts of my life are better. So I would call that a perspective shift to just remind people. And they're like, but it's eye-opening. They're like, wow, whoa, right. You're right. I am more than just my work. Yes, my work is important to me. I love my work and I need to work, but it's it's not everything. So I guess the answer to your question is a perspective shift like that. Yeah, and it's taking that opportunity, isn't it? And whether you, you're having a, a layoff or a difficult time or you know, you're in a workplace now is actually to, to get that balance, isn't it? And thinking actually I'm more than just a you know an employee. I do other things. I have other roles. Um, but actually it's in, in in that in fact, if you enhance what you do outside, whether it's in a family context or in your activities, whatever you do, it will enhance your work life work anyway, because that's what it does. And and it helps prevent things like, you know, burnout, helps present 
getting uninspired. Um, I talk a lot about helping people get sort of their sense of who they are, their purpose, mm-hmm. uh, and there's many ways of how you express that. But by getting clarity of that, because your purpose goes with you wherever you are, it doesn't matter whether you're in a work context, personal context, if you get clarity on that, then it will always be who you are. And so, you know, and, I'm, and what's your thoughts on that in terms of helping people find that purpose? Well, that's beautiful because you're right. Your purpose is the through line and how it expresses may change in your life. You may change job function. You may change industry. You may change how you get paid. You may change. You may be an entrepreneur. I've been a corporate employee. I've been a freelancer. I've been a subcontractor. Like all of that may change. But the through line is I love to work with clients to solve problems. And it doesn't matter if it's individuals. I'm an advisor in somebody's uh Jonathan Fields, um, what does he call it? His sparkotypes. So the I, I'm an advisor. I will jump in and solve your problem. I don't care if it's personal. I don't care if it's business. I don't care if <laughs> working for the big consulting firms. I just love to dive in, hear your issue, offer solutions. So you're right. That's my purpose. And it translates into everything that I've ever done and probably everything that I'll do for the rest of my life. So I, I think it's really important if you can land on that. Yeah. I think uh, I've, I've probably only discovered mine probably about six, seven years ago. I realized I, I actually love spotting people's talent and then have this ability to unlock that talent. That's why I'm a coach. And then, and then through that sort of the resilience piece has come through. So whether I'm talking to somebody, you know, friends through to, you know, business people through to, you know, my clients, that is, it's always there. I don't, it just naturally comes out and naturally have a conversation about it. I don't think about it. I don't think, oh, I'm in work mode now. I need to talk about this. It just comes out and I express it in my lifestyle and everything else. And I think it's helps you become who you are then of what, what your North star is. So then that I would say now moving on to like, if somebody has been laid off, how do you then help them get that focus of what they do next what what are the steps what are the things we need to think about in terms of understanding who we are and then how that plays out into the the next role if they want to go into the corporate world again right the knee-jerk response is oh my gosh i have to get back to work i'm going to go find a similar job function in a similar industry that is the knee-jerk response and sometimes that's the right answer sometimes you really like what you do and you have depth of knowledge in the industry and it's valuable and you're great. You should take that next step, but that's not the only next step. I like to look at the whole person and everything that's going on in their life. You know, where are they energy wise? What's their health currently? Do they have kids at home or have their kids gone to college? Do they, are they single? Do they have a partner? Do they have elder care issues? My, the people I work with tends to skew a little older, 45 to 62. So a lot of us have older parents and decisions to be made and obligations around that. And that informs what we want to be doing and how we want to be working. And you may need flexibility to take your parent to dialysis or cancer treatment or whatever. It, it's just part of life. So, th- so there's that. Also, you know, are there, if you, you know, how your separation, you know, happened. If a lot of times in life, you know, we get served up a couple things at the same time. 
our partner serves us divorce papers and our employer serves us a layoff at the same time. And you're just like, my world just blew up. So if, if your world just blew up and it happens, we all have what I call hard stops from time to time you know, death of a parent, and you have to sort of take time out and settle the estate. And maybe you're fighting with your siblings happens. Um, Figure out where you are and what you can do, because you may or may not be able to commit to a full-time job, or you may be setting yourself up to not succeed in the way you would like to if you immediately do that knee-jerk response. So maybe the right thing is to find a palate cleanser job, some contracts, some freelance or something, bring some money in, keep your hand in the game, and take care of all these other moving pieces. And then six months from now, you may be able to do a full-fledged job search and and really commit. But just being very honest with where you are in your life, all the other pieces, they're a factor in what kind of job you can and should be doing right now. I guess it's from a layoff point of view, it, it, it presents, and this is me turning in more positive, it presents an opportunity to reassess life we've just jumped off that so-called treadmill if we were on a treadmill in that context and that sort Mm -hmm. of mindsets actually to reassess what what do i really want to be doing with my life and what are my needs and what are my wants and all that sort of stuff um how do we do that if we are in a context we're in we're employed we love what we do and now we have challenges it may be you know an elderly parent that's sort of sick i need to go and spend more time with them and I don't know, how do we sort of navigate that? What are the things to think about? Because obviously that puts pressure on, I've got to try and change them, but I, I love what I do. How do we sort of work that through? Well, you may want to be a consultant for a while. You may want to start your own business. You may want to sign up with an organization that staffs experienced executive. It doesn't have to be executive, but somebody who's competent in a specific skill, somebody else sells the project and then staffs it with independent consultants. There's a lot more of that available now, and it's only going to be more and more of that available going forward. So, you know, maybe you can commit to working 20, 25, 30 hours a week, but you need some flexibility for when that happens. Maybe you have to take a parent to doctor's appointments during the day, but you could be working, you know, from three to nine. And that could be fine for you. I think the trick is to not assume that there's only one way to work now, because that's just not true. We have a global workforce. We have multiple time zones. We have project-based work. We have a lot of contract and freelance work. So if you've only worked full-time in-house, in corporate, you're going to think that that's your only option, but that is absolutely not the case. And I guess if you're working for somebody, it's almost to ask them some questions about this. This is what's happening. Is there some opportunity here for some like, almost ask the question without any assumption or without any yeah. expectation in a sense, just see and see what happens really. And I, I, I always say to people and in any situation, everything, everything is figure outable in oh, some shape or form, you know, in terms of, and it may you may need some help with that. You may need a coach. You may need a friend. You may. Oh, you will likely need help with that because we all have our blinders. We can't. Mm. We only know our experience or someone close to us. We can't see all these other options. You are, you are likely spinning. That is the word that people come to me when they're, uh, they're like, "I'm spinning. I, I'm just." 
my thoughts are on spin cycle and just going round and round and I can't seem to move forward. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I, I know we're both in that world of coaching, but it, it's, it's really important actually to reach out to someone who's an expert who can actually help you and challenge you, create accountability and create some different way of thinking. And um, it's, it's, I think, we need help. And I think it's for me is always find somebody who can do it. It might be somebody, you know, really well, who's, who's a good, at, got good advice and has a good sounding board and that's fine. But, you know, have somebody who's objective as well, doesn't know, not, not embroiled in the situation. What do you think gets in the way of us when we're trying to figure this out and trying to transition either from a, you know, changing our lifestyle because of needs or we've just been laid off. What gets in the way of us progressing and moving forward? <laughs> shooting all over yourself. It should look like this. I should want to do this. I should be able to do this. I should have had better finances. I should have done this in the past. Shooting all over yourself is not helpful. <laughs> that is by far and away the thing that stops forward progress and just saps your energy. Like, why do you want to get out of bed if you're shooting all over yourself? I love that. Actually, that's so true, actually. <laughs> almost the regrets of i should have had this plan i should have thought about this already but actually we have no control of things sometimes well a lot of things we have control of that's how it is um if we're we're a friend to somebody and or or um in an organization and this has happened to people we know what advice would you give to them to try and help support those people who are perhaps struggling uh, with you know a loss of a job or or, or a transition that's quite challenging, what's the best way to uh, approach people? Okay, two things. One, don't assume people go into the catastrophic, oh my God, you just lost your job. Are you okay? Like they, they're in your face and they're in your energy with like, ah, ask a different question. How are you feeling about that? Mm. You may get, oh my God, I'm so relieved. Or you may get, oh my God, I've had the best night's sleep I've had in six months. Or you might get, you know what? It's really hard, but you don't know what you're going to get. Don't immediately go to the catastrophic. And the other way to, to be supportive of someone is to um, not ignore the situation, just offer, offer to be helpful, offer to listen. Don't try to fix it. We don't, it's probably too soon to jump in with suggestions. Just be there for the person and let them talk and don't try and fix it. That's very, it feels disrespectful. You don't mean any disrespect, but it, it mm. feels icky to the person you're doing it to. Don't try and fix it. Just listen. Yeah, I think I love those that those advice of asking, not assuming, because often we, we assume there's a there's an issue but actually you say it might be the best thing they've ever had in their life i have a client yeah. right now who says that she's less than 10 days from her layoff she's writing her next book she's thought about her new service offering she's relaunching her business she's uh, she's getting new headshots like she's over the moon she couldn't even make it to our group coaching call because she was so far down the creative rabbit hole and in flow and that's one yeah. response. Somebody else is really struggling. They were been they'd been there for eight years. They were committed to the vision and mission of the organization. They really love their job. They love their team, and they're they're hurting. Two mm -hmm. different different things within a quarter, sort of a similar time period. 
Yeah, and then just that advice, almost just just to be there to listen, because that's there's, there's real power. People make me feel valued, and you don't have to say anything. You don't have to be. You don't have to have all the answers. In fact, they don't want you to have all the answers. They just want somebody to listen to their their gripes and complaints, and actually through that, they're processing. And that's went back to the very start of this. Is all about making sure you process that event uh, rather than and, and some of the processing can just be walking with a friend just talking and if they're listening that's great rather than coming to all the real fixes and everything else um it's been great talking to you um catherine um if people want to connect with you and get in touch with you what how can they do that well my website is point a to point b transitions.com you can learn about me and my work and services i offer and i on social media i'm very active on linkedin so please feel free to connect or let me know what you thought about the episode and i'd love to connect with you brilliant well thank you for your time today really appreciate all your insights you've shared thank you Catherine. thank you thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode If you like this episode, then please rate, review, and share it with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, I coach high-performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions, and it will help you go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation. You can contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com.